You're listening to El Yoshi Did It Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. All right, thanks for listening to the new episode of Yoshiden. I'm back in Los Angeles, and <laughs> I'm here with my great, great friend, Angela Sarukas. Angela, I apologize if I'm not saying your damn last name. You said I, it right, man. Okay. I mean, uh, you said it awesomely, Sarukas. <laughs> How's it going, Yoshi? Good. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. You know, I, I met you seven, eight years ago. I, yeah. I'm just so happy for you, for everything. You, you, you have a wonderful wife, Alina, and... Boy, I just saw, I finally met your daughter, Olivia, and uh, beautiful girl. Is she girl. a doll? Yeah. My little Greek-Armenian baby. <laughs> and she's, she's a Greek-Armenian. Greek sounds redundant. Greek, uh, Greek-Armenian, <laughs> it's kind of the same, man. I mean, we both, uh, very, a lot of similarities. Uh, we, we don't like to pay taxes. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the IRS to hear this. The IRS, um, no, no. I mean, I do it in the United States. All right, of course. <laughs> I'm really happy for you, and uh, you, you, you're. Um, I met you through Russell Peters, our good friend Russell Peters, and uh, I always think about you two like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. You know, you guys are a great team, and I, I don't think anyone who are open for him as best as you. No one. For <coughs> Russell. Thanks, man. He's Russell is. Uh, I mean, he's very, a very unique uh, thing about Russell. You know, he's so successful uh, as a you know his new Netflix series just came out and I'm in it he's uh it's interesting uh I've known Russell for 20 years and then I've seen his career blow up and I was with with him the time when it was happening and did you know back then even then he was going to I knew it yeah you know what I when I started when the club started filling up sure and then you know and Russell's appeal really this is what I, I think a lot America doesn't realize is that he appeals to half the world's population, you know, uh, India and Minimum. China. And, yeah, exactly. It's like, what, 4 billion people are. Sure. And, it's and, you know, there's – and the guy <clears throat> is just uh, – it's amazing how, you know, we met – I remember my good – I got to say this, our good story about when I first met you, we were driving around Hollywood – yeah. When Russell lived at his big house in Coenga, I remember we were looking for Airborne, great pink <laughs> grapefruit Airborne yeah. at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. It's just crazy, you know, the things you And comics are nocturnal. Comics like to, you know, we, we goofed around. We've done shows together and everything. So, yeah, it's interesting. It, it, it's um, it's a different path for sure. Uh, but I mean, uh, I'm happy for the guy. He really, uh, he really deserves it, and he's pre- and he's generous about it. Also, he's not one of those guys that keeps it to himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you, you got to measure success in different ways. And I think that uh, well, I, I've well, had a lot of success, but well, without without a question, I, I can't think anybody more generous than uh, you know um, Russell. I mean, I think David Taylor for me is number two, but like. Russell's number one. It is a massive gap in between number right. one and number two, but uh, he's a great friend. And I, I knew like when I met you because Russell was already saying how great you were. I didn't even have to give you time to get to know each other. And um, yeah, we I, had tr- it I, I trust you right away because uh, anyone who's associated with Russell, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, uh, <laughs> he's good a good people. He, it's you know, it's funny you get 
you know, we're comedians, mm -hmm. and comedians, you you have friendships. Sure. But comedians, like like you and I, can do a show, uh, two thousand and ten. Yeah. And I may see uh, uh two years later. We can. I think comedians pick up where they left off. It's the kind of job where we're <clears throat> all over the place all the time, and it's not that it's not because you don't want to see that person. It's just like Ahmed Ahmed's one of my best friends. Yeah. And I gone to the Middle East with Ahmed, and now he's on Sullivan. He runs the Middle East comedy scene. Pretty much. Yeah. And he's with Steve Byrne and, and all those guys. They're doing so good at Sullivan and Son. Yeah. And at TBS. Funny. TBS. Very funny. Wait, you're on it too, right? I, was, I did that, I did that uh, a pilot. I did the first two. Good. And they were really good. You know, it's produced by Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley and everybody. It's, yeah. it's a great, they're a great crew. And I've been lucky. I get that. I've been working with Vince also. We can talk. But it's like. They're um, nice guys. They're nice guys. And you know what? And funny I, guys. Yeah. You can't say that a lot. And that's what I'm saying. I think I've been fortunate because you know, there's a lot of douchebags in Hollywood in Los Angeles. And I've been lucky because uh, you, you tr I think everyone in life, doesn't matter what business you're in. Sure. We happen to be in the comedy business. You want to be associated to people. Everybody says that, Yoshi. Yeah. But I don't know if they follow through. And <clears throat> I've been fortunate because... Russell, to me, I mean, we, we, we business is separate. We do the shows. He puts me in the shows because he says to me, you're a funny guy. But we have a lot of fun together. And it's just, and now I've known him for so long. It's not like, I mean, like he's leaving for the Middle East and India tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. I may see him in December, but we just pick up like where we left off. We'll go to Silver Spoon when it was open. We'll go to Dupar's. We'll go to Corky's, you know, for breakfast. And then you and then Russell amasses people like Ruben Paul and Mike Faverman and sometimes you see great Tom, comedians, great, Good great guys. Tom Papa, you know, uh, Orny Adams, uh, all kinds of people just kind of hang. They gravitate. I also want to attribute that to the Canadian thing mm -hmm. because we're Canadians living here. We tend to have a little bit. Being a stand-up comic, Yoshi in Canada is difficult, man. You gotta be good. You now, now I, I have listeners overseas, so I've been to Canada several times. But can you explain some of the difference between well comedy scene in the U.S. and in Canada? Well, the U.S. is ten times the population of Canada. Sure. So there's obviously more opportunities. Uh, not that Canada doesn't have. I mean, uh, just for laughs, the most prestigious comedy in festival in the world's in Montreal. So. That's the best comedy festival, which I've had the good fortune of doing many times, galas and everything. So, um, and you have uh, tr traditionally many, many funny people have come from lots of them. I mean, look at the Jim Carrey, uh, yeah. comedians, singers, actors. Absolutely. Everything. Look at Vegas now. You got like Celine Dion and Shania Twain and Cirque sure. du Soleil. It's all. But you, <laughs> Russell Peters, Russell yeah. Peters. Look at that. But it, it's. But I think in Canada, it's. Not as many places to play, and there is a network. It's a bigger country sure. uh, geographically, and it's harder to do it because you got to travel so much. Right? You know, not that you don't travel in the U.S., but you go. You know, you can do shows in Edmonton and then Yellowknife and then Flin Flon. And I know people listening are thinking, "What? What? What the hell is that?" And that those are the names of the places that I've played. I, I remember working in Saskatoon and Regina, yeah. and like we were driving like all this across the prairies. Yeah, it's just middle of nowhere, and it's a long drive, man. It's, well, we I just did like I just did a tour. Mm -hmm. Here's the, I'll give you an example of a two week tour we just did. I went, 
I flew to Chicago and I did a Greek show at the casino with okay. Greek Promotions Live, and we had about eight hundred people at the Cube uh, at, at the plane in Illinois, and that was great. And then I went to Albany and hooked up with Russell. So I got on the Russell tour, Albany, New York. We did the show in Albany. We got he has a tour bus now, so we took the tour bus. Damn. To, yeah, nice luxury tour sure. bus. I was with Spin Bad and and Breezy and Russell and you know all the Eddie whatever. and yeah and uh, you're Eddie, fire. Eddie, you're fired. I love Eddie. And Eddie, Eddie's a good kid, man. He really is. And, and we were together. We went to Foxwoods Casino. Big show, like 5,000 people with Russell. And, you know, and then, you know, you've been with Russell. You sure. First class hotels, first class. I mean, class that's everything. big for most people, but that's to Russell's like, you it's know. It's just a, for Russell, it's Thursday night. Yeah. And for us, it's like, fuck, look at this place. is amazing. I mean, uh, <clears throat> always had fun, and we did that. And then from there, I went to Hartford, and then Hartford to Minneapolis to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Jesus. And then two nights in Saskatoon, and then we did Lloydminster, Alberta, and then we did Regina, Estevan. Then I flew to Thunder Bay via Toronto. Then I went to Ottawa for the Canadian Comedy Awards. Mm-hmm. I was up for an award for Fred and Vinny, the movie I did with Fred Stoller. I lost because, you know, I didn't have enough votes, which is ironic. It's, it's Being nominated was fun. And then Sudbury, Ontario. We're home of the Big Nickel. And then from Sudbury to Winnipeg, Manitoba, to Brandon. And the reason I'm pissed off is I was in Brandon, Manitoba, and it was a wonderful tour. It was for IG in Canada, and they're a first-class sure. um, um, company that we did the tour with. Uh, but then I got a call from my agent in L.A., on a Thursday night at 7 o'clock, I'm about to go on stage on Brandon, Manitoba, and I had a, a, a direct audition for Modern Family. And I was so pissed because, you know, I missed it by a day, and that happens. And I'm sure a lot of other performers will tell you the same yeah. thing. You're out of town, and then all of a sudden what happens is you get a phone call, and they're like, oh, can you be here tomorrow morning? Jeff Greenberg wants to see you for Modern Family. And I'm like, shh. I love that show. It's the number one comedy. You and you would have been perfect. Man. Yeah, I mean, I think so. And who, having a daughter, you know how to be a father, and, a father, yeah, and yeah, all that, husband, and, and whatever the role is. So that's the life of a comedian. And I think <clears throat> coming from Canada, Canadian comics who come to the states realize it's a, a big terrain. It's a hard go in Canada. So that's why I think we're. It's almost like a comedy boot camp. Sure. Being in Canada, so when you come to the states and get the like, the things that American or British comics complain about, and they do, Canadian comics will never complain about. Wait, give me. Oh, wait, sorry. Give me. Can you give me well, examples? I, look, I'm not gonna. I can't say names. No, no, don't uh, give me the names. Comedians, you know, who complain. But do you about think the, the British comics? Uh, yeah, they're a pain in the ass too. They, I've, huh. I've toured in South Africa. British, they, they never like the accommodations. They don't feel they're they have enough freedoms. I'm like, fuck, dude. The empire is over, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, you know, and 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 for the most Pax part, Pax Britannica, whatever yeah, the hell you know, they used to whatever, call it. Whatever, man, the sun never set on the British Empire. It's like, and I lived in England for two years, and there's a sure. lot of great comedians. I'm not, I'm not taking that away. What I'm saying, yo, she is that. <clears throat> I, think, I think, I think you're right. I think Canadians do appreciate more. We do, my, we're happy to have the gig, you know. And I don't want to name names, but I remember one year in uh, Aspen when uh, Russell met uh, met someone there and. He congratulated this comic for all the success, and this person that are mocking him, and uh, you know, uh, 
at that point, Russell was far more, uh, you know, bigger. Secure. Yeah, and and um, I, I just didn't understand it. But yeah, he. I'll give you a good example. Yeah. Yoshi. We're at the comedy store. Yeah. And Ahmed was there. He was mm-hmm. a friend. And we saw Dice Clay. Yeah. Russell and I are both fans of Dice. So am I. Yeah. You know, we're there. And he may have been there today. And then we said, look, we want to meet Dice. You know, we just want to meet Dice. I mean, you're. We're, and Russell, let's be honest, as a comedian, is the he's the largest touring comedian in the world right now. Ver- verified by uh, a guy named Chris Rock. Chris Rock said it. Yes. And even Dave Chappelle said. Russell Peters has got game, you know. Yeah. I, I know we're doing this big. We're blowing Russell now on this radio, but he deserves it. But we saw Dice, and we wanted to say, hey, we wanted to say hi to him. And then Dice came out, and he goes, hey, Dice, Russell. And, you know, Angela goes, I, this, and I, you can hear him. I don't want to talk to nobody. Oh. And I'm like, dude, we're just, and I thought, Russell isn't the guy, the Canadian side of us is that we just wanted to meet, take a picture, and say hi. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. You can be the biggest comic in the world, but you can still be a fan. And sure. he didn't. Now I, I don't know. In fairness to Dice, I don't. Maybe he didn't know who we were, so you can't say because uh, other guys. Oh, or maybe he was having a bad day. He's we, having a bad day. We, I mean, we, I get yeah, it. Yeah, and People, he does play that character. And he does play that guy. I mean, I still mm-hmm. like him. I mean, he's in that new movie and everything. He's great an entourage. I, I, I have to say, phenomenal in Blue Jasmine. Yeah, no, I want to go see him. And I think he's a great actor. And I saw him on uh, on uh, Dice. I saw him on Entourage. I thought he was great. You he know? was great. And I think you know, we're Ar- gonna do the fucking, yeah. you know, with uh, with drama. I love that shit. But that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Canadian comedians, uh, a lot of the guys who come to LA, there's a because there's a big migration of comedians. You understand? Growing up in Canada, we had the best of British comedy and the best of American comedy. Sure. That's why we turn out, in my opinion, some of the most innovative and, and creative comedians in the world because we have the best of both worlds. It's a Commonwealth country. We got the UK, England, and then we have, we're we're neighbors with America. But <clears throat> I think what happens with going to uh, England, a lot of comedians, like myself, I lived there for two years. You, you got you were making a good living there. And then a lot of them come to America, which, you know, ultimately for film and television and sure. any other type of opportunity, You have to come here. You got to come to L.A., you know. You could hone your stuff in New York, which is great, too. Or, and there's so many great places to play here. And I think that's why Canadian comedians, uh, tend, that's why we won't complain about shit, man. I be, we'll be at a gig. Hey, hotel's clean. We got a gig. We can have a beer. Let's do the show. You know, I, other guys, I didn't like the bed. Uh, you know, I want, I, I prefer a king to a queen. I prefer, you know, like whatever. Those are just semantics. And I think that's what makes the difference. I, I, I think it's true. You know, we have a mutual friend, a very funny comedian, Jason Rouse. Jason Rouse. When you look at him, if you talk to him, you think he's a devil worshiper, some crazy guy. But when I tour with him, he couldn't be nicer. And that's the Canadian side of him. Even though he have all this crazy <laughs> tattoo and say crazy shit. You know. At the end of the day, he's very polite to the staff and everyone else. You know, Jason is awesome. You're right. If you see Jason, he looks you want to like, call the cops right yeah, away. He, he looks like an abused squeegee kid, <laughs> and he's got he's got a huge heart. And I've been friends with Jason for a long time. I've you know Jason, we're we're sort of the uh, antithesis of each other because we always end up at the same festivals. Sure. In England and South Africa and Australia, you always, me and Jason are so different yeah. that we actually work. That's what happens when you're completely opposite, and they end up, you end up working with those guys. There's more. no conflict. There's no know. conflict, and Jason is funny. Yeah. And there's a good example. 
<clears throat> Jason Rouse is uh, a talent that hasn't been mined yet. They kind of knew in Canada he was the hot guy. He won Gemini Awards in Canada. He's an award-winning yeah. comedian. He's hilarious in England. I know he's big in Scandinavia. And Jason is a funny guy. But I think what happens in comedy, you got to find where you can mine. Where's your audience? And that's the problem sometimes. And I'm in I'm in the same boat. It's like every you, you know you know how many times you've been to a club, Yoshi, and you see a funny comic, and you go, sure. "Fuck!" Brian Holtzman comes to mind. Brian Holtzman is one of the funniest comedians no one knows in L.A. And this guy will go on after and he me. He kills every fucking, he fucking time. He kills it. I remember being at the comedy store, and it was you know no sorry at the Laugh Factory because mm-hmm. I worked at the Laugh Factory in in Hollywood, and Dane Cook was there, and Bob Saget, and Paul Rodriguez, and they're all doing sets, and then I had to go on after them, and then Brian Holtzman was there, and I didn't know him, and we went on after, and this guy goes, no, no, he goes, go ahead, you know, go ahead, and he went up and slayed it, Sure. and I thought, this guy's a genius, he's so funny, but I think what happens is that you, you it's it's like anything, look at uh, new Hollywood movies, look, anything you do now, especially with new social media, even what we're doing now here at the podcast, I think... People, you have to find an audience that connects to you because there's a lot of funny guys and you say, how come these guys don't have a TV show? How come they're not touring? Because I think the one thing you have to learn, it's a self-employment business. Yeah, You're the producer, you're the director, you're the writer, you're the editor, you're the promoter, you're a lot of things. And I think the one thing you learn in Canada is you have to do all those things. Yeah, no one's going to do it for They're you. They're not yeah. going to do it for you. I'm not saying there's not a system, but it you know, you I've been proactive in my career. I get my wife's involved now, Alina. You know, yeah. she does all the press and publicity for me, and we. And she's very savvy <laughs> about. She's, savvy. she's very savvy about. And comedy. you know, and they have and and, and and fairness, they have great shows in Canada right mm-hmm. now. I'm going to go do the show uh, uh, on Thursday night called CBC's Accent on Toronto. CBC's a public broadcaster, radio, LOL comedy, and it's like they get like two million listeners um and they have uh it's a great show i've done it nine or ten times and, yeah. it's, and it's taped live for a radio audience and ca- canadians tend to really uh tune in there's a show called the debaters where comedians debate um subjects and it's huge success is it similar to like a bill mark kind of well no uh-huh. um yeah well sort of, i mean <clears throat> it's two comedians debating yeah. you can make it funny bill maher Tends to be we see John Stewart, Bill Maher, all those kind Colbert, of guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Colbert. They, they're they're kind of a we have we have Rick Mercer in Canada who does yeah. that stuff, and it's more of a you know it, it, it's it's a it's a talk about um, um about the political situation right now. We have a U.S. government shutdown. Sure, we're still in it. You know, and I I sent a tweet out, and we'll get. I sent a tweet out. I said U.S. government shutdown. I said in Greece they call it Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah. You know, because it's like in Greece, they're happy when the government opens, then people can get stuff. But I think the uh, this, reason I'm bringing up these shows is because mm. I've been happy to be a part of them. And when people listen to them, they realize, wow, you know, the, these shows that are being done in Canada are, are on the on the edge in a sense that they there's a lot of great talent there. Mm-hmm. And People debate, and I think people enjoy that kind of thing. The difference is, in America, Republicans and Democrats will get into it, where in Canada, nobody gives a shit. 
we had a minority government for five years with Stephen Harper. Yeah. And it was still there, and there's so much apathy in Canada towards politics because they have socialized health care. They have the number one credit rating in the world. So That's right. During 2008, you didn't have banking crisis. Not much. Mm-mm. I mean, they, they, they would play up to that, but let's be honest. The Canadian banks are very reserved, like British banks. They weren't giving out subprime loans. Yeah. You, you had gardeners in L.A. making thirty-five grand, getting half-million-dollar loans. I know. And then opening it, uh, KFCs in Guatemala City later. I heard. I know a guy that did that. I yeah. thought, brilliant. Yeah, it's... Um you know, the few times I used to live in Upton, Seattle, so I used to go Canada up, and people can put more plighter, and then it's just amazing. Just you just cross their border, how the attitude is different. But I have to say, when it comes to Canadian comics, not only are they funnier, funny, very funny groups of people, but they're very sophisticated because you guys already make this assumption that you have to go overseas. You know, right, we have to. Yeah, see, most com- American comics don't even think about that at all. So uh, they I, wouldn't go. They wouldn't go. Like, they wouldn't go, and they think it's strange. So it only happened for me because I just happened to visit Montreal 10 years ago and met Russell and not knowing how big he was. Right, right. But through him and from his friends such as yourself and Rouse, I it opened really the, literally the whole world, Scandinavia, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, you know. <coughs> well, Russell, see, Russell was one of the first guys to travel to yeah. these places. Russell went to South Africa. Uh, Jason and I, Gavin Stevens, another Canadian, we got into these places because of Russell. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. He really is a <laughs> trailblazer. Russell's like the he's like the travel nomad of comedy because Russell would go to uh, Russell went to England way before he had a show in England what 15 years ago before anybody even he wasn't even big in Canada that much as he was in England. Yeah, and then <clears throat> you know and then. We go to Singapore and uh, KL, Kuala Lumpur, and Dubai and Abu Dhabi. And Russell is doing all these, uh, as I call them, shows. That Ahmed Ahmed's another one in the Middle East with Maz Jabrani. We do these comedy pilgrimages. We did this tour. Ahmed Ahmed, Eric Griffin, and I. Nine countries. You know, 20 flights, 50 hotels. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. Oman, Doha, Qatar, Kuwait, Saudi. Uh, we were getting paid. We weren't getting paid. Um uh, he, uh, Ahmed did that wonderful documentary, Just Like Us, which was on Showtime, which won awards. He also did what is Access of Evil tour. Access of yeah. Evil, which was their, their, was, that was their big thing. And I've been lucky, Yoshi. I've been fortunate to, uh, to work with Russell, to work with Ahmed, to work with Vince Vaughn, to work open for Tom Jones. It's a funny path. And See, Because if somebody were told you, right after you doing first open mic ever that you're going to end up traveling all over the world i don't think at that time no you way. probably believe that because no way um i wouldn't even end, look we're in my we're in my apartment in los angeles here yes in valley village studio city and i'm married with a beautiful daughter and i don't know it's it's a weird <coughs> it's a weird thing man you can't if you see comedians you go did you ever think this was going to happen well I, I wanted something i think we all want something sure. to happen we just don't know what. Here I am in the, <clears throat> riding a camel at the pyramids, walking the ruins of Petra, standing at the foothills of the Acropolis, yeah. being at Cape Point, South Africa. And we're doing, co- you forget you're there to do comedy. I was in Japan <laughs> doing <laughs> I comedy. I can't even. And they all wait, thought I was an wait, American hold on, sumo. Hold on. Yeah. hold on, hold on. Wait, you never told me you went to Japan. Yeah, I went to Japan. For there, military bases? No, 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 no. It was a tour out of, uh, the UK and 
and it was a tour of the United, uh, United Kingdom, and they we do it for expats. Right. And we were Sh- Shinjuku. Shinjuku, yeah. Shinjuku, and I, and I was with Tom Stade, another great Canadian comedian who's a big star now in England, and you know, we were there, and people kept bowing to me. Yeah. And I didn't understand why the kid goes. Tom stays like, "Hey man, I don't know why they're 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 bowing to you, man." And then the guy goes afterwards. He goes, "They think cause I'm I'm over 365 pounds," and the guy goes, "They think you're an American sumo <laughs> wrestler, <clears throat> you know, sumo." And their fucking sumos are rock stars in Japan. I had these pretty Japanese girls at the karaoke place, and I'm thinking, and if you're, it's, it's over- not it's a, it's not only sports, but it's a, it's like a status a, a, a extension of a religious. Uh, practice over there seriously it really a, is yeah. so if you're big in asia yeah babes run to you because they figure you're successful you're fat you eat you have money yeah if you're large in america you're unemployed <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's so because you're eating a popeyes yeah you know it's so weird how that <clears throat> dynamic and hong kong <clears throat> uh, uh thailand uh you know uh beijing i've had the <clears throat> opera macau you know, uh, going to Singapore, uh, KL, all these places on different tours. And then the other phenomena was, you know, because my heritage is Greek. Sure. I've had a Greek following where I actually do a show in Gringlish, which is Greek and English, which is the name of the new show I'm doing. And I got followings in South Africa, in uh, Australia, in New Zealand, in Canada, in the UK. And that's another thing. So in this last tour I just did, I did an American show. I did a Greek show. I did a Canadian corporate show. I did three different wait, wait, shows. Wait, when you say Greek show, you, you speak Greek. You speak Greek in the oh, show. Wow. So it's done in Gringlish because I grew up with my parents were both immigrants. So, you know, I was born in Montreal and I grew up in Ottawa. So I grew up in Ottawa. I lived in Toronto, lived in London, lived in Los Angeles. And everybody says, why? how did you learn how to speak Greek? And I said, because my mother couldn't speak English. Sure. My, my parents were both, uh, you know, from Greece. and <clears throat> And that's... It's funny because I'm now going, as I was telling you, November 24th, for the first time ever, I'm going to Athens, Greece at the Michael Kakoyanis Theater to do a show called Gringlish about growing up in the Western world diaspora as a Greek. And I'm going back to Greece. And as you know, they have a lot of... And this is also going to be part of your documentary too, Yes, it's part of the documentary and we're filming it as a stand-up comedy special. And I've been offered, Yoshi, like Showtime people have reached out to me to do another comedy special and other people have reached out and they go, why do you want to go to Greece? And I feel, I think there's a lot of great comedy specials on TV, but yeah. I think they all look the same now. You need to differentiate a bit. And I'm going, and I, it, it, it's not even, this isn't a popularity contest. This isn't a get rich thing. No. I need to do it. My father died of Alzheimer's. Before my dad would die and we could have conversations and he was still at his faculties, He'd always say to me, okay, you're doing this comedy thing. Why don't you go to Greece and do a comedy show? And it stuck with me. And then my father died. He had Alzheimer's. He passed on. And it was... It's a very nice tribute, Angela. To my, to my dad, yeah. to my family, and to my heritage. And I think that... <coughs> excuse me. I think going there now, it's... Because it, everybody says to me, are you going... Is it, are you trying to be you know, rich or famous? I go, I need to do it. Yeah. It's a little bit of closure for me. I need to go there. We got wonderful uh, producers uh, and directors working on it. Robert Cordelione, I'm giving a shout out. George Tutsulas and a whole team, and we're working together. And these guys are great. They they get my vision. They get what I'm doing. 
um, you know, and <clears throat> we're we're going to. No, we don't. This is a real ambitious project because sure. we really don't know. Things are not good in Greece. Economically, it's not good. Unemployment's not good. Debt oh, it's, prices. It's been like that for like good five years. Five years, yeah. and I think the Greeks need to laugh. And I think, and they're getting uh, comedy's getting more popular there. I'm the first uh, Greek American Canadian Canadian American because I'm living in both countries uh, to go there and do a show. And it'll be in English, but <laughs> we're calling it Gringlish because to me it's all Gringlish. I think in Greek, talking English, talking English, thinking Greek. And you know, whenever I go overseas and meet, like in Scandinavia, when I meet a Greek person, I would tell them, I, "Do you know a guy named <coughs> Angela Circus?" And he, they said, "Like, oh yeah, of course." Like it's, it's crazy. It's isn't a that? crazy network, isn't it? Um, There's not a lot of us, right? There's a maybe 20 million, 25 million Greeks in the whole world. Big, for a little country, it's a big impact. Sure, because the the Germans are there's a there's a big deal about the debt crisis in Greece. Greece is the domino behind uh, the euro right now. Look at Italy and Spain and Ireland and Portugal. You know the pigs as yes. they call them. They're all the only difference is the Greeks tell the Germans to fuck off. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a nonconformist mentality. They had it in World War II. They have it. I'm not I'm not saying it's right. But this is the way they are. Yeah, and I get it, and that's why I'm. Going and I also there. know the Germans in their but ways too. The Germans are look <clears throat> powerful nation. Yes, man. that's very industrial, very powerful. I mean, you, I tip my hat off to them. I mean, when it comes to business and manufacturing, fuck you know. They need well, you know what happened last time they neglect economically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ida, for, uh, right we don't, don't want to go there. there. And a good friend of mine is Michael Mittermeier, who's a German comic, sure. huge. Sounds hey, oxymoron, but okay. Yeah, Michael Mitzamaya. <laughs> He's funny, man. He's so funny. I, I was trying to do a show with him in Greece. I would imagine a German comic and doing a show with <laughs> grief. Fuck, poor guy. I don't think he'd get out alive, you know. I, I, I'm really looking forward to um, uh, this documentary. Who, who's who's directing it? I, I mean, it's, it's directed by a wonderful uh, uh, filmmaker and director in Toronto, Canada named George Tsutsulas. Okay. I've been friends with George for a long time. And he's got a great eye. And <clears throat> he started this. The, the whole idea of the documentary was, to give you a synopsis, at 35 years old, uh, my marriage failed in Ottawa. I went to jail. My dad died. I lost my business. Wait, wait, wait. I don't remember about this jail part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I was my first wife. It's good to see. And <clears throat> I was a, she, you know, it was one of those domestic things. Oh. Uh, I was acquitted of all charges. Of course. You know, um, uh, it was more of a misunderstanding. Sure. Is the way I look at it. You know, it, it was just something that, you know, and every, I'm sure everybody has their own story yeah, about you breaking up. You can find up. a sweeter comic than you, Angelo. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you, I, mean you, I got a temper sometimes, but yeah. I think we all do. But uh, yeah, she just, it, 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 let's just say it didn't work out. Yeah. And all this shit happened. I, that's why I, I was forced to leave Ottawa in a sense. I moved to Toronto and just started broke yeah. with all my stuff and the garbage bags in the trunk. Literally. 900 bucks in my pocket. I moved to Toronto and thought, okay, I'm going to go back into comedy. Like, fucking, everybody thought I was crazy. They go, what are you doing? What do you mean you're going back into comedy? This is ridiculous. Just go get a regular job. Oh, so, so there was a period you were doing comedy. Yeah, I, I got out of it. Got, I was okay. in comedy, got out of it. You had a restaurant. Had restaurant, wife. travel agency, wife, all that stuff, a bowling alley. I was a businessman, Greeks. Yeah. You know, we're like Greeks are like, you like Koreans. We like the. Oh, like the, the fucking diners are Greek. All the diners are Greeks. Yeah. Who's going to feed everybody? <laughs> I've got lemon or soup. 
But and I see, and that's what happened. And the documentary. Then we go from there. What I, what we agreed upon in the documentary was, it wasn't compelling enough. My story ends up in L.A. and I got you know a beautiful wife and beautiful daughter and that's great. But I, I thought it was just a regular story. I, I but this thing, this going to Greece, Greece is unbelievable. It up. Yeah. I think this is where all the interest is coming in right yeah. now. And and then we got a wonderful uh, uh, producer Robert Cordelione mm-hmm. from Montreal. So it's a it's a basically a it's a Canadian co-pro, and we got good people behind it. And uh, I'm excited about it. I I'll be honest. I don't know how it's going to turn out because you know I I don't want to label nothing, but they're having a hard time in Greece. But I need to go do this, man. I mean, it's we're documenting a dream. I, I've performed everywhere in the world, but the one place I've never performed is Greece. And wait, I'm wait. Only, so even to this day, you haven't performed? Never that. done a show there. I didn't know that. Never done a show there. You've done a show in uh, 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 Melbourne, which is like Melbourne, uh, uh, which outside is, of Greece, is the most uh, populated city for uh, Greek citizens. For, for, yeah, Greek, yeah. for Greek people living yeah. outside and. And, and 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 Australia is awesome. It's a huge Greek population. And yeah, I was just there in May. I did the Sydney Comedy Festival, and it was great. They treated me really nice there. Nice people. I love Australia. I like going. I'm supposed to go back again next year to do some more shows. But yeah, this this is news to me. I just figure you've been performing Greece all this time. All this time. No, and, and see, and all my correspondence yeah. and all my press, they always say Greek Canadian comedian Angel Trugas. I never said it. They said it. Yeah. And they go, why do you say Greek? Well, because I never changed my name. And they said, you should have changed your name. And I go, well, no, you know, like, like, like it, it, it's worked out for Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, and believe me, out. that's a tongue twister. And, and, and Zach, and I met Zach years ago at the comedy festival in Montreal with my brother. We went out for hot dogs. It was really weird. We went at 2 in the morning. Such a nice guy. My brother goes, Zach, are you really Greek? He goes, yeah. And it was funny because he goes, man, he goes, why should I change my name? That's my name. Sure. And I thought. You know, I, I he re- it really inspired me, and I thought, you know what, man, that's and he's done so well. I'm a big fan of his, and uh, Melina Kanakaridis, who's on CSI New York, who I've met many times, and 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 her and her husband, and she's a doll, and I mean uh, Michael Chiklis, John Stamos, Jennifer Aniston, if you look Andy, at Hollywood, Andy Melanakis, Andy Melanakis, I'm a fan of Andy's. I like he's, I and, saw him do the show on Melrose. He's funny and one of the most beautiful Greeks of all, Sasha Gray. Sasha Greek. Gray, yeah, she's Greek, man, and she's you know Greeks are sexually charged people, so <clears throat> it's fitting. I, I I can't wait. So you you're you're filming this next month. <coughs> But when 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 are you airing it? Is it is it showtime? Or well, it's good. we don't know yet. Um, oh, okay. Most likely, there's been heavy interest right now. We have a big. Um, most likely next year. Yeah, Equinox Pictures is behind this also mm-hmm. uh, in Canada. Very reputable. They distributed films like Big Fat Greek Wedding and yeah. Lord of the Rings and stuff. We got we have a a lot of good people behind this, and they're all rooting for it. <clears throat> and I'm uh, excited as shit to go do this. I really am. Uh, I'm going to my dad's village, Daphne Sparti Laconia Peloponnesos, Greece. That's this the name village. of the village. That's the, where my dad's from. It's a little village, and we're we're going right there, man. We're going right to the epicenter where it started. And <clears throat> my dad's dream as an immigrant to come to Canada, have children, and that's why for me, most uh, you know, Yoshi, it's going to be a bit emotional because I'm going back. Sure, it's a whole journey back. My father left. During war and strife and starvation and everything, and 
And like most immigrants, like all when you look in America, whether Italian, Polish, yeah. uh, Greek, South American, it doesn't matter. But this is my journey. This is my story. And I'm going back. It's more of a to honor my dad. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, I really like this because by the time your daughter could really appreciate it, it's a hi family history, right? Right. It, it's 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 great to pass on. I, well, I want yeah. her to no. I, I want to take my daughter one day to Greece. I'm, sure, I'm very proud of my heritage. I know a lot of people tend to shy away from it, but <clears throat> it's very much a part of who I am. And uh, and look, I'm a proud Canadian. I'm proud to say <clears throat> I live in America. Yeah, you know, I love America too. It's different, you know, as a Canadian. We, we welcome you. Yeah, we will. And I, I know I love America, man. Sure. Because you know, look, I got a lot of friends here. My wife's American. My daughter's half and half. Yeah. My daughter's like a creamer now. She's half Canadian, half. <laughs> she's half Canadian, half American, half Greek, half. And have Armenian. I said enough time? I don't know, but your daughter's beautiful, and she's oh, a thank sweet, you. sweet girl. Yeah, my little cutie pie, and she, I, she's been. You know, now there's you know new material now coming out because of the marriage. Of course, of course. all comedians. <clears throat> she's a little flirt, and she's a little doll. And I, you know, that's the hard part about being on the road now. Uh, you know, I miss my family. It's uh, you know, I I never thought uh, Russell. He's not married anymore, but Russell got married. I couldn't imagine him having kids. But it, it's surprising how much kids would change people. Oh, he misses his daughter. A he lot, told man. me, you know, like sometimes if you're a big time comic after the show, you want to maybe see any pretty girl. First thing right after the last show. He get the fuck out of the place and drive back if he can yeah. drive back and see the daughter. Or he skypes with his little girl. Yeah, we were in uh, we were in Caesar's Casino in uh, Windsor, across mm -hmm. from Detroit, and <clears throat> his little girl was there, and she's backstage with a little flashlight. Sure, you know Clayton was there and uh, Mama Peters and everybody. Clayton's and, Russell Peters, uh, older brother, his older brother, manager. Yeah, manager he used to be my manager now, but we're, we're good friends, and uh, and he's. Uh, yeah, there's Christiana with a little flashlight, and Russell's happy. It's a becomes a family thing, and I think he was happy. She was with him. She came to Canada, and you know, he they go back and forth uh, with uh, and, and his mom uh, loves. I mean, it's <clears throat> we're at that age now. You know, you're gonna have kids, and and it's nice because I, I I now that I'm away, I find sometimes that you know. I miss my family. You know, sure. I mean, I've been to these places before. I've done it. It's nice. It's nice to meet new people and do things, and uh, you know, have girls with big boobs come up telling you you're you're funny and you want to have a drink. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I can't. <laughs> you know, Jesus, that's my my kryptonite is carbohydrates and whores. So I I, I just think I'm yeah. like, look, uh, I have a, a cute little daughter, and I always bring up pictures. I'll tell you a funny story. We're doing a stand up live in Phoenix with Russell and. These two hot sisters came out and they were talking. And do you really have a daughter? Yeah, and I happen to have a picture of, of Olivia. And I pull out a picture and I show them. Oh my God, your daughter's so cute. And I, you know, and they she showed me pictures of her saying, "It's I'm a single mom. She's really hot." And Russell saw this and he went into the green room, got his phone, and he came out to show pictures <laughs> of his daughter. I go, "You're girl. such a cock." blocker you're a baby blocker and he brings out because these girls are hot and they're yeah. like oh it's so cute you're such a good dad <laughs> and you know and, and he goes oh here's my daughter <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny you know here we are showing pictures of our kids you know and, and it, it's a different uh it's a different it's dynamic. like the thing the guys do like i have a better car so here's a picture of yeah, my, here's car. my yeah. car you know 
It's like guys who wear wedding bands to pick up chicks. It's, sure. That's true, though. You, you, it, when I was single, you'd meet girls and talk yeah. to them. You put a wedding band on, have a baby. Women, it's like fucking... They're like fridge magnets. They... They just stick on you. They're like, oh, it's so nice. Well, you know what they say? It's easy. It's easier to find a new job when you have a job already. Right. And, and something right. about being married, I think to women, it's like there's nothing more desirable than the men who already. Who are being. married, who, yeah. who they have, uh, he's able to make a commitment, right? He's able to. Because but, to her, I think they're thinking like, He's able to keep this girl, and she has needs, and obviously he's meeting those needs. Right. Whatever, you know. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It's a, it's a psychology. Sure. It's almost like what you have what you you want what you can't have, right? But <clears throat> I just found it funny now because, you know, guys would compete, you know, 10 years ago, you'd be competing with girls. Sure. And now we're showing baby, baby pictures, pictures. <laughs> to pick up chicks. Oh, here's my daughter. Oh, here's my daughter. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so, it's so funny. I know it's just hilarious. And I'm like, dude, what the hell, man? It was so funny. I um I will. This is what I would like for you. You know, if I may say so. Sure. Uh, you get you do this. I know it's going to go really well. And then what what amazing story outside of the theater, your family family history, and I hope some influential people will watch it, love the show, and give you whether it's a movie or TV show, so you could stay more in L.A. and you know. Oh, that's I, really I, cool, man. I mean, I I, uh, I I don't. I think that'll be perfect for you. You know, your sitcom or something where. <laughs> That's what still, I'm hoping for. You will still still spend a lot of time working in LA, but you know, one weekend in Vegas or, or twi twice, something like that. That would be a perfect scenario for you well, and your wife and kid. You know, I, I really would like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've been look, I've been lucky. I mean, you paid your dues. Paying for that in, thing. paying in. It's sometimes, and you you know, you question yourself as a performer. And I don't begrudge success mm -hmm. to anyone because anybody gets success. But at the same time, it, it also measures your own uh, place and where your career is. Sure. And I think sometimes it's not that you are jealous or envious, but you're thinking, man, I keep chugging away. I've been lucky <clears throat> last couple of years. I've, be, I've been on the Vince Vaughn Wild sure. West tour, and Vince has been really good. He's one of the, he's a, one of the coolest I mean, guys I've ever great met. Guy. Um, all Steve those guys, Byrne, I don't know him that well, but a couple of times I met Couldn't be a Steve nicer Byrne, person. Those guys are great, man. All those guys, Steve Byrne, Ahmed, and, and, and Bill Bird. I, did, I got to do Just for Life Chicago last year with Vince, and Vince is now... We're, we're developing a show, a sitcom show with Vince's company, with Wild West. Because and, you will make money for him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and that's it's a big compliment, though, at the same time, that they they find you funny enough where you're doing stuff. So that, that's a work in progress right yeah. now that we've been working on. And, and what's that kid? Uh, not a kid. I'm older than him, but that, that, uh, Jose. You know who I'm talking about? That uh, Jose. Mexican kid. Uh, he's very tall. He's in uh, uh, Sullivan's son. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Uh, Jesus. Jesus, I'm Jesus. sorry. Yeah, he plays a Mexican guy. Uh, very, very funny dude. And a nice guy, too. Yeah, and, very and, nice and, guy. And, uh, like, those guys, Roy Wood Jr., Jesus, and uh, Owen Benjamin, and, and you know, uh, Brian it, it, Doyle Murray. It's great Murray. because they're all funny, talented guys, but... I, I've seen them together, and they have such a good time hanging out with. Well, they're having, yeah. they have fun. Like I, I was lucky; I got to do the pilot, the first two shows with them, and and uh, you know, you got you know, like Peter Billingsley, mm -hmm. another uh, Victoria Vaughn. All that they're they're such great people, man, and they really know their shit. Uh, <clears throat> there's no bullshit. Great to hang out with, and they and they they're making great movies and television shows and stuff, and and I'm just fortunate that they. They like my comedy enough, and they like me enough. Where that we're we're developing stuff, and and we're in the process of everything right now. And, and you know, I'm hoping, like you said, now for me, 
I'm at that point where I, I love doing the comedy. Sure. It's hard being on the road sometimes. You have a wife and a kid. I got a wife mm-hmm. and kid, and I mean, I, look, I when I come back, my wife wanted to get her hair done. If she goes away for a couple hours, she's okay. You know, she misses the baby, and, I, and I'll play with my daughter and do stuff, and and I we're, we don't want to get a we're not in a position where we want to get a nanny or can afford one. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't want my wife to go to work either. I'd rather I think it's better for Alina to be home with the baby. It's so important that nurturing part of it. Especially I think the first, should, the first years, couple yeah. of years I want, you know, she should be with her mom and I'll work double hard so my wife can have that and and I feel better about it. Too. Sure. I mean, I don't want her everybody goes, "Well, don't you want your wife to go to work?" It's weird. I I'd rather I know it's a bit old school, but I'd rather take care of my family and uh, have my wife take care of it. And I think that's, again, based on our upbringing. She's Armenian, I'm Greek, but we're, at the same time, we have those family values that we both agree on strongly. And it's important to us, you know, we want our daughter, I don't want her being raised. I mean, I mean, I want her to learn Spanish, but, you know, maybe at a later age. Yeah. You know, so it's like, <clears throat> and especially in LA, most of the... I, I definitely see you with your wife and, and her brother, Ara. Very close, I, Armenian. Yeah, you know, we're close. Uh, yeah. and, you know, Ara does comedy, puts shows on all around Los Angeles. It's and, very uh, savvy. She used to work for Jay Moore. Jay you know? Moore. She yeah. worked for Jay Moore. She works, she was a line producer at CBS. Uh, she's an actor. She did modeling. She's wonderful. I've, I've been really lucky to have such a wonderful beautiful wife don't be surprised 18 years from now your daughter have to be a bigger star than all i know guys. man no <laughs> kidding like, man because like, she she will have access and connection and experience with people in the show business my you know? daughter I, you know what I, I hope she doesn't get into show business you know i want her to do something else but i don't know it's I mean, funny because, that, it's funny that um um russell peter's daughter likes uh your daughter yeah oh i could see them going to the same school i know it's funny it's so cute she I see Christiana. She'll put a little picture going, "Baby Livy, Baby mm-hmm. Livia." It's so she's kissing the picture, and it's so funny. <clears throat> we went. Another good friend of mine who's been doing really good lately is Jim Jeffries. Oh yeah, and Jim's on FX. legit on FX and legit, and the guy is so funny. We did a we did a Canada Day show July first at the Comedy Store, and it was sold out on a Monday night. We had like you know. Jim dropped in to do a set, and we had Harlan Williams, Jeremy Hotz, Russell, Russell Peters, yeah. Russell Peters. Uh, you know, it was uh, completely. Remember so that bad. you were yeah, there, right? Yeah. And then you had Jeff Ross came up at the end. Sure. And put all these, it was Canada Day's birthday party, and Jim has a little boy, and we go over sometimes to his house with Levy, and the kids play together. It's so cute to see, and here my, you know, it's so weird in a way. You got two of the biggest comics in the world, Russell and Jim. And my daughter's playing with their kids. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's something you don't find out. Like Kira Sultanovich is another <clears throat> phenomenal comic. She works and a lot in Tonight she, Show. And, her, and she works in the Tonight Show. And, and Kira's <clears throat> little boy, we go to her. It's funny now. You have a, all my comic friends who are really funny and talented. And, and Kira's such a good friend. And her, her little boy, my daughter's going to her son's birthday party. Those kids, those I don't know what's going to happen twenty years from now. Those kids going to grow up, right? You know, and uh, they're going to be funny kids, you know. And I mean, it's so funny how you go, and it's it's like that's what's so. uh, I find it so funny now. We're at that age now where the kids are, because before be like, well, you have like uh, you know what they call play dates, sure, and they go over, and but it's so funny because Jim's holding. Je- Jeffries was hilarious. You know, he, we took a tour of the house. Kate was showing us the house. 
his partner. Does he have a boy or girl? I forgot. He's a little boy. Boy, okay. Hank, a beautiful little boy, so cute. And Jim goes, "I'll leave the." He goes, "Leave the kids with me, mate." So Olivia is playing with his son, and uh, we're touring the house. And then we, he, they gave uh, biscuits, and he, they gave a biscuit to Hank. And my daughter grabbed it first, and Jim says, "Get used to it, mate." They take half of everything you got <laughs> in the end, which I thought was so funny. And but it's funny how, you know. Just because we're comedians, we're on the road and all that stuff now, I think, you know, we're at, it's an interesting time for me because I know it's a lot of my peers and a lot of my friends who I work with on the road and festivals, we've all got kids now, mm-hmm. you know, and there's somebody at the door, somebody's <laughs> knocking at the door. Yeah. Um, uh, um, I know this is weird. We're doing an interview. Honey, there's somebody at the door. Is she here? Is it okay if I check the door? Oh, yeah. I'll pause so, it. Pause Oh, we're back. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I, I'm I'm not really surprised this things are just working out for you because um, I, I have a luxury of know get to know you after the show and before the show. This is something the fans will never have experience, you know, and it's just it's so fun to hang out with you and Russell. And the way he always see you and smile and give you a hug and you yeah, guys I know, do this specific hug. And Hugs and wrestling. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's um, it's hard. It's. You, you know, I, I have I work in the dope business, so I have a lot of soft spots for my close friends. But for for comedians too, and whenever something bad happens to some of our mutual comedian friends, right, right. It, I don't know why it really gets gets to me more than other people. You know. Right. And and um, I I think. We're oh, so exposed. Yeah, we're so honest most of the time. So, I think most look comedy to me is the last bastion of free speech mm-hmm. and intelligence because we're still say like like <clears throat> look what's going on in the world. There's problems in Syria. There's problems in Africa. There's problems in America. You know, everywhere sure. we need to laugh. I think people forget <clears throat> we do bring something, and I think that's why comedy is always going to be a staple. People laughing releases endorphins. It makes you feel better. Money can make you seem to feel better, and I'm not saying and, and all the but laughter is from the from the from the belly from the heart. When you laugh, you laugh. You you know if you're a shitty mood or you don't feel good, you're laughing. It kind of breaks down your barriers yeah. for you. And I think you know I'm not saying be an idiot, but I think we need we need to laugh more, especially now. Sometimes you look at a situation, uh, look at you know. People say, "Why? Why? Why do you see it as being funny?" And I think that's why I think we're so exposed as comics that we, it is a small community in a sense. It, it really is, and and it, unlike other people, you're right. Even if you don't see somebody for someone for two years, as soon as we see them, we're just back to that point again. To, yeah, know, we te- you always tease so I, I won't see you. Hey, Roshi, what's going on? You know what I mean, <laughs> because it's, but that's it's sort of <clears throat> same with Russell. I mean, he. He'll go away and, you know, go away and it's like, you know, Joe Coy is like that. I, I don't see him all the time. If I see him, hey, man, what's going on, you know? And, I mean, it's just there's so many great guys that you know, but it's that kind of business also. It yeah. is a lone wolf business. It, it, it's a brotherhood and sisterhood. You it's know? a brotherhood yeah. and sisterhood, and there's so many funny guys and comedians. And, and there's, you know what? I will say this. For the most part, uh, there's a lot of humility. Mm-hmm. From comedians, I mean, there's assholes too, man. But you just got to call them on it, and they, and they realize it. You know, I was like, somebody gets out of line a little bit, you say, "Look, stop being a fucking dick," and they get it. 
And then, and I know this doesn't really happen to you, and definitely doesn't happen to Russell. But when you do have a bad show, it does remind you, like it does humble you. <laughs> really you, does, man. Well, it's like. You no, know. I had a couple of, you know, like if you do that, you know, that San Manuel Casino yeah. gig, which is Middle Earth, I think. Ruben Paul said it best. I, I use the word equestrian. <laughs> and Ruben Paul says, equestrian, Ange, really? Yeah. Like you saying it like, what the fuck? These people don't. And they were booing me. I did this big show on a Saturday night in uh, at the National Arts Center in Ottawa, Canada. Canada's capital. 4,000 people. Sure. And, you know. It was wonderful. Standing ovation. Now Saturday night, Wednesday night, I'm at San Manuel Casino at the Tucket Room, and with Ruben and so, and they were booing me off the fucking stage. Wait, wait, wait why? Because they just didn't. They just go na 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 na. You suck, you fat bastard. There, and I was laughing. I sat. Wait, there wait, wait. This is this true. Recent? Yeah, about two years ago. Oh, and and it's funny. The reason was because they've lost all their money at the casino. There's, oh. no, there's no admission. It's a Wednesday night. They hate their fucking lives. So <clears throat> I got up there, and I was the easy target. Everybody else in the show was black or Latino. I'm the only white guy in the show. And they were just going Say at no me. more. Yeah. And then the funny part, Roshi, was I sat there and laughed at them. Yeah. It did not bother me. And Ruben goes, man, I admire the fact. I said, dude, it, I get it. To the point where they started to turn on themselves at the end. Because they said, oh, you just got to hate something. And I go, of course. You work at Wendy's, you spent your paycheck at the fucking casino, you're in here now, and you're hating me because I'm trying to do joke structure. And let's be frank, Dave Chappelle got booed and heckled in Hartford, Connecticut, what, two months yeah, ago? Yeah, that's Dave Chappelle. He's one of the funniest guys of all time. Of all time, and he's still booing Chappelle. Yeah. And he's like, man, what's wrong with people? Like, do Rick James and do this. I mean, like, fuck, you know, it's just, people are, <clears throat> but you know, it, it depends on your environment, too. Yeah. You know, you can do great shows, and then you do shows where you're like, "What am I doing here?" Like, you know, what, what, what? You know, you do corporate shows which are great. You put the suit on, look good. You do theater shows, you do casino shows, you do your own show, you do your, you know, shows at Flappers or whether it's a comedy magic club in Hermosa Beach, which is one of my favorite clubs. Yeah, and that one in the Laugh Factory. It's a little, but the comedy magic club Hermosa is just a different. That's a different. Like a different zone to do comedy, and you see like Larry Miller and Gary Shandling and Franklin Ajay and all those guys popping in. It's a different place. I so love playing that place. It's it, it's it's. I know you. I don't think you follow baseball, but if you're a baseball player, it's like playing for New York Yankees and playing for New York Yankee yeah, Stadium. Like for it's, the it's, Yankees, it's the one of the most important club in the north america it really is maybe in the world it's it's look just, who goes there man it's and incredible Jay michael lacy and richard and all those guys they're such and they give you a great meal and you go in there and it's you're right it's like it's the yankees of comedy you know you're or the dodgers now the dodgers are in the playoffs yeah it's it's just um i i can or the can't, montreal canadians of hockey f- yes absolutely or um Manchester United, where right. you know it's it just they're a classy act, and Jay Leno performed there every Sunday. And yeah. if you have a uh, privilege of staying in their green room, it's unbelievable. It's unreal, man. I, I've been <clears throat> so lucky. I'm in there. I'm on their list, and I get to go play there. And <clears throat> it's just I just did a show there in July, and it's like I I I, I, I uh, remember I was I had a chance to convince uh, uh, them to uh, put Russell Peters as an MC, and, and who who he was. Hosting 
It was uh, George Carlin. George Carlin, yeah. I know. That, that was, was that so was only, cool. That was the only time I saw him. I, I should have talked to him because a year later he passed away. But uh, to me, that watching that show was unbelievable because it just seemed like he literally George is pa- passing his torch to a guy like Russell, you know, and That's he cool. couldn't be a nice. I just kind of overheard them talking to each other, but Russell's yeah. got a great picture with him and George Carlin. Yeah, you know, and I, um, I met him after the second night I was there. Oh, did you? Okay, I met him, and he goes, uh, "What's your name's Angelo?" I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "I knew a guy in Chicago I owed money to named Angelo." <laughs> 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 that was my Carlin moment. It was so cool, and I couldn't fucking shitty blackberry i couldn't get a picture with him wouldn't work i i know your business so i'm gonna I, I need to let you go but i, I do want to spend like if, if you don't mind another 10 15 minutes I'm, I'm really curious about your family background you sure know, in, in, you know because um um so your mom and dad they're greek they're both greeks <clears throat> my mom my, my dad comes they're both greeks okay my dad comes from sparta greece and my, mom, me. and my mom and my yeah, from Sparta, Greece. From when, that, we mean, we, when I mean Sparta, I mean fucking three hundred. Three hundred, buddy. Yeah. That's where my dad's from, right there. And my mom's from Lesbos, Greece. So I'm a Spartan lesbian. <laughs> fucking Wait, tough. So man. did they did they know each other? No, or, no, no, no. My dad. My they dad, got my, they got married in Canada. They, they got married met. in Greece. My, oh. my my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. My dad went down, and then he went to visit. In those days, it was 1962. My dad went to visit this family, which, you know, he went to see my mom's sister. He sees mm. my mom. My mom was 14 years old. My dad's like Jerry Lee Lewis. And they a week what, later, what, what? they got married. A week later, they got married. He brought her to Canada. Well, hold on. That's fucked up. I'm seriously. So and then, your mom was 14? My mom was 14. She was and how, how old was My dad that? was uh, 30. Wow. As a, someone from Japan, I like that math. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and, and, you know now, you imagine now a 14-year-old and... My mom was technically fourteen. She turned fifteen. Here, she's a New Year's baby, January first. My, they met for a week later. They got married. He brought her to Canada. Well, I just on the. I mean, imagine that now. Go to fourteen-year-old on her iPhone. You want me to what? You want me to get married? Like what? My mom. My mom by by eighteen had three kids. Wow. Worked all her life. Wonderful woman. You know, she's always been supportive of comedy. My mom's very funny, actually. And uh, that's dad, my that's my impression. Most Greek people that I met, like gregarious and they're funny. They're fun. My dad was funny, but didn't know it because he's very Spartan. My dad mm. fits the image, you know. What the fuck's funny, Malaka? Yeah. You know, my dad, you know, it's funny. <laughs> my dad, the funniest thing. He, he was I a, love that word, by the way, Malaka. Malaka is a great word for anybody who doesn't know what it means. It means friend in Greek. <laughs> and what does maliki mean then yeah it's sort of like a wanker one who masturbates jerk off but it's also used as a term of endearment now if you have greek friends and don't know what the word malaka is it's because you're the malaka Malaka. (laughs) so you gotta you know and all my friends know me especially in la hey malaka what are you doing malaka everybody says Malaka. i just love it whenever i see you and russell peters me and you just call each other malaka it could be more it's just, it's just, but we, it's we do it in a friendly sense. Uh, of, of course, yeah, yeah. Most commonly used word in Greece, and you know, yeah, my mom uh, worked hard her whole life. Sure, worked in the catering business with my dad. They're in the food business. My dad was funny; didn't know it yet. It was uh, Valentine's Day, and he ordered four dozen candles, and they sent forty dozen. And he called the uh, the restaurant supply company and said, "Look, I, you know." Um, I run a restaurant, not a church. Yeah. I thought that was funny. He <laughs> yeah. said, that, that was funny. He was, what's funny in Malacca? Yeah. You're in charge. And then two days later, he says, I see what you, I, I get it now. 
He didn't realize what he said was funny. Restaurant church. I thought it was funny, but he's like, fuck, shut the fuck up. You know. What, what, what was your dad's name? Uh, Petros. Okay. Uh, Petros and my mom's Despina. Wow, very pretty. Those yeah, are very. Yeah, Petros and that's Peter and Debbie. Yeah. And we're named the fucking weird names. And they're like Petros, Peter, Panayoti, Petros, uh, uh-huh. Despina, Des, Debbie. <clears throat> you know, and um, so I got a brother, Michael. I got a sister, Tasia. And they, they're both in Montreal. And we're, I mean, it's it's like Grand Prix fucking wrestling when we get together. So not so much now, but you know, we're 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 a very open, confrontational family. You know the way the Brits are very passive. Not we're fucking Greeks, man. If we're gonna, it doesn't matter. Wedding, sizzler, a fucking funeral. <laughs> yeah. If it's gonna on, it's on. We just it's on, and we're all A type. I think we get that from our daddy. Yeah, get that from my daddy. It's not like George Bush. <laughs> And we're we're eight types, so we're if it's on, it's on. Gloves yeah. off. We don't give a shit. You know, it's just. But that's. But we love each other at the same time. But we just fucking we're crazy. What, so what was it like growing up in, in Montreal or in Ottawa when well, we were kids? It was. Not, I mean, look. It was. Was, was there a lot of Greeks when you were? Uh, there are some. It's funny. We grew up in a suburban neighborhood in, mm-hmm. in Ottawa. You know, middle class. My dad was in the food business. We went to school with. Uh, there, there'd be other kids too, new immigrants, but. Mostly, we went to school with white kids, and yeah. and and in Canada, there's a big, there's a lot of tolerance. We uh, we went to school with black kids, white kids, Muslim, uh, Egyptian, Japanese, Chinese, uh, what Italian, yeah, yeah. a lot of Lebanese kids in Canada. We all got along. Yeah, you know, it's weird how we all. <clears throat> it was a good uh, mix, you know, and and um, treating lunch was always good, and yeah. I mean, it was, it was a very uh, normal, for the most part, normal upbringing. You know, my dad worked, my mom worked, and dad came from a family where unemployment and welfare isn't spoken. Yeah. You either work or go to school. No no bullshit in the middle. And my dad took, Greeks are very much a patriarch kind of society, so dad was the boss. You know, unlike America, mom, apple pie, not in Greek, Greeks, the Greek dad, the Greek father is the boss. Yeah. And... Um, not a per- my dad was a gambler. He liked to gamble a lot, you know. I mean, no, nobody's perfect, but um, boy, I, I I wish your dad would have seen your uh, his granddaughter. His I mean, uh, I think I know what I think that would have been his uh, Achilles right there, you know. <laughs> to see funny you say that Achilles. Achilles out of the Achilles <laughs> heel. That make the Greek term reference. Alina's dad never got to meet Olivia. And my dad, oh. I, my dad would well, my dad would have loved my wife because she's tall and beautiful. My dad is thinking about short chicks. He didn't like short women. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was they're short. They're you can't trust them. <laughs> you can't trust short chicks. That was my. That's my dad's. But he would have loved Alina. Alina's tall. Yeah. And, you know, uh, she's a uh, brunette and beautiful. And he would have loved. I know he would have loved her for sure. See that? That that's what I'm talking about. But the short. <laughs> my dad is thinking about short people. Interesting. Yeah. If they're short, they're bastards. You don't trust them. That goes back to the whole country. I don't know why. And my dad would always say, the Greeks with the short legs, they're bastards. Huh. <laughs> it's just fucking so hilarious. hilarious. You know. <clears throat> but yeah, so on summers, we used to go to Greece a lot. My dad, you know, our parents wanted us to go. We go to the village and see, you know. Well, just like Andy Malonikas, he told me the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we used to go yeah. there. Greeks wanted, you know, and if I can do it for my daughter, I mean, there's nobody really there, but when she's old enough, I want to take her there sure. too. You got to keep... I, I'm a very big on tradition. When I went to India with Russell for the first time, and that, that, that if anybody ever gets you ever get a chance to go to India, go. For the exception of uh, the culture, uh, the for the language, 
and uh, variations of the food, it was like going to Greece. The family unit in India was exactly the same family unit I, I go see in Greece. And they said, are you a little weirded out? We were in Calcutta, and we went to his Uncle Roger's place. I, this is like going to Greece. And that's, I think that's where uh, Roger's mother's from, too. That's right, right yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, where Russell's mother's, mother's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's from Calcutta. And we went there, and they go, do you think it's weird? I go, no, because I'd been to Greece. And it reminded me, you know, you go to the village, and everybody comes up to meet you. It's such a nice feeling. And we're eating non bread because I love Indian food. <clears throat> and we're, we're having a drink. And I thought, this is exactly. The only difference is, I mean, there, there's just some variations, but I wasn't alienated by it. That's one thing about living modern America, like you really don't even your neighbors and everyone's nobody neighbor. knows anybody here. Yeah, everybody lives far away from each other. But everybody it, needs their space. Yeah, you know. And I look, I I respect that. <clears throat> you need to have some space and stuff. But I married an Armenian woman. My mother-in-law's at my house every day. She's lovely, mm-hmm. you know. But that's I, I can't get away. Glenn, from there's it. right there in the corner. Glenn that's where there. We go to Elena's kebab and my brother. I mean, you know, we're very much in everybody's business a bit, you know. But. And you still smoke cigar with her old brother, right? Yeah, I don't care. It's funny. We'll go over there. We'll go over there smoke on the balcony. Or, you know, I I love a nice stogie, of course. That's my Achilles. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, family is very important in the sense that um, I love my uh, extended family and my family, but I I do have to put limits on it. Sure. Because I'm on the road a lot, and I do need to have some privacy with my my immediate family. Can't fucking have these people over all the time. I love them. Yes, but I need that. You've break. been away from your wife. And I've been away it. too yeah. long, and then people come around, and I, and I'm like, I, I I like the Russell philosophy. There's always people over. I like having people over at any time. Uh, a good friend of mine from Canada comes down with his girlfriend at midnight. My wife's bringing out watermelon and feta at midnight. We're eating it, you know. And even with the baby, it doesn't matter, man. My door's always open. I like having people. But you're right. You made a good statement in America. Especially even in Canada, for the most part, you know, people don't know people. You know, don't really need my space, and don't. And the ones that try to get it to know you, they're a bit off or weird. You don't yeah. know what the fuck they want. So it must be nice to go to a village where a whole family live in one spot. Yeah, and you and see I, everyone. Yeah, and I haven't been there in eighteen years, so it's gonna be interesting with the film crew how they're gonna react. Oh know? man, go to my dad's village. I mean, my grandmother and uncles and everybody are dead, unfortunately. But I still got a lot of cousins and shit there, so I, it's it's gonna be cool to go. Please down film there. all that. Extra we're filming footage. everything. Yeah, yeah, we're filming everything in the ocean. I'll make sure we're gonna probably do a screening in LA at some point. I'm gonna make sure you come to it. And like I said to you, it's it'll be interesting now to see how they react to my comedy, how they react to me coming with a film crew, going to the village. Uh, there's a lot of elements, you know, and and we're just going to film it because I, I for me, it's <clears throat> honoring my father, honoring my family, honoring the heritage. I chose to be a stand-up comedian and an yeah. actor, and I love it. But my upbringing is different, and that's such. I gotta, I gotta show the world my view as a comic. The problem I think with a lot of comedians is <clears throat> they're always. You look at guys like Louis C.K., Chappelle, and Russell, and you're like, "Fuck, these guys are brilliant." But that's their view. It's not my view. I know it's not your view. We do things differently. I want to show the world this is who I am. This is where my comedy comes from. This is where my parents come from. I'm not trying to be anybody else. I can only be Angelo. It's Arukas. That's it. I can't be anybody else. And I think that's the lesson I've learned most about doing comedy is that <clears throat> be who you are and talk about who you are. <clears throat> you know, I mean, when I first started doing comedy, 
I would do Rodney jokes. You know, every new comedian does the jokes. <laughs> yeah. Loved Rodney. Loved Pryor. Loved Kennison. Loved all those guys, you know. Mike McDonald was a great Canadian comic. It was brilliant. One of the best live stand-up comedians I've ever seen in my life. And he's another guy. <laughs> and But I think that's that, that's the whole idea here, Yoshi, is I, I'm knock wood. I'm in a good time in my life. Uh, I got a beautiful family. Uh, I'm trying to lose weight, which is a fucking nightmare. I keep, you know, I, I keep off the carbs. It's carbs that kill me. Carbs and sugar. I got to stay away from that shit. It be, be, because it's no longer. It's all about you. No, it's about my it's daughter. About wife now. and your daughter. Yeah. I didn't give a shit for twelve years. I didn't. I ate whatever I want. I ate, fucked, drank, slept, everything I wanted. I just didn't care. And I think a lot of guys will tell you that. And then this, this little bundle of joy comes into our life, and it's changed me now sure. in the sense that I give a shit about something more now. Of course, my wife, but my daughter. And I look at her playpen right now as we're talking, and I'm thinking, you know, that's what I care about. And I think that's the problem. <clears throat> a lot of comedians do have a self-destruct button. And I think because we're lonely, we're we're not satisfied, or it's a chronic dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you need... I, it's good to get married and have a kid. I think for anybody in entertainment, if you can, you need a really understanding partner. But you need that grounding. You need that. You can't. You, you go into an abyss. Yeah. If you don't ground yourself at some point, you know, and I, I'm not saying that being on the road is easy at any time. Because once you're on the road, whether you're married or single or divorced or widowed, it doesn't matter, man. It's the rules. It's the circus. The circus is coming to town. Oh, look, the, everybody wants to be part of the circus. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's why I find it important now in my life. I'm trying to see where this is going to go to the next level and in and, and, and terms of my, my personal life and professional life. I'm trying to get it all together. It's hard. There's days it's hard, man. I mean, I did a cruise ship going to Spain. I must have quit show business three times in the ship. You know, it was, and then I was on a swingers cruise. I wasn't eating. What? Car I, I did a swingers cruise. And wait, wait! They told me it don't was a, don't pass it off as nothing. What do you? What? Well, they told me it was a couples only cruise. <laughs> and when I got on, it was swingers.com and all these where was twelve hundred fifty couples in the Caribbean and St. Kitts. And I got on the ship, and there's these everybody's horny and happy and fucking, and I can't eat carbs and I can't fuck and I can't gamble, and I'm beating my dick like it owes me money. I just fucking <laughs> lost my mind, and I was like, you know, I couldn't. I was like, Jesus Christ, I just couldn't handle it. Because there was so much sexual energy on the ship. Yeah. And I did a show, and all these women were coming up. Where's your wife? Because they talked to your wife. You got to swap, right? You know, it's like a fucking swap. I go, she's not here. She's in L.A. We can call her and see if we can arrange something. <laughs> I told my agent, he goes, well, I thought you'd be okay with it. I did the swingers cruise, man. And you see, you tell people what you do, and they look at you going, come on, you're making this shit up. How can you make it up? Yeah. It, life it is so fun. much stranger than shit that we write. It's so comedy. funny, man. And that's what I'm saying to you. My life is like, I keep notes. And things. And this woman, this hot 50-year-old woman wearing a robe, nice body, high heels robe, hair fixed up, makeup. I go, hey, nice dinnerware. I was on the 11th deck having a smoke. She just takes off her robe. She goes, this? And she's hot. And I'm going, fuck, fuck me. I can't believe this. It's just like, you know, it's... But that's that's life, man. That's and Comedy will take you. I've been on aircraft carriers. I've been on swinger cruises. I've been in LA. You know, just... Anywhere you can imagine. Yeah. The pyramids, Gaza, this and that, South Africa, England, the fucking ruins, Switzerland, whatever. Now Greece. 
this, this is the this, big this, one for this, me. This, this this is the Super Bowl for you, man. This is my Super Bowl. This, this is my uh, my Euro Cup, if you want yeah. to call it that. And I don't know. And I'll be honest with you, Oshie, and I'm not even passing this off. It can go great, and this can go sour, man. I really don't know. And that's part of the excitement. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Maybe... After we shoot everything, we can have another talk, and yeah. I can tell you what happened. I, I definitely want to hear what happened. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. There's a trailer on called Back to Sparta. If people are listening, they want to watch it. It's called Back to Sparta. It's on YouTube, or you can go to my website at funnygreek.com. Oh, that's easy to remember. And it's Back to Sparta is the one we're doing. And um, I said funny Greek because if I say Tsaroukas, nobody can spell it. Yeah. Chicharachas, fuck, just funny Greek. And there's a rest, Greek restaurant in Columbus, Ohio called Funny Greek. They spell it with one N. They tried to buy my website. I said, no, that's it's my website. I can't sell it to you. What, what, what's your Twitter account, too? Do you do Twitter, yeah, at, at Ange Tsarouk. Okay. At A-N-G-T-S-A-R-O-U-C-H. Now, uh, are the show sold out, or could, they, could people still buy the tickets? Uh, if people are listening, they just put tickets on sale last week. Okay. It's November 24th. It's 10 euros a ticket, according to the economy. And all the money we raise at this show that we do, we're giving it to uh, the foundation. Oh, it's Jesus. Children's well, charities, and we're not even keeping profit from it. We're going there. It's a goodwill mission. We're going to tape the show, yeah. and it's only 10 euros. It's a donation of 10 euros that goes to the Michael Kakoyanis Foundation and their charities. And uh, Michael Kakoyanis was the famous Greek director who did Never on Sundays, Orba the Greek. It's based on him. It's a oh, cultural center. Oh, yeah, of course, Orba the Greek. In Athens. And we're doing it at his theater, which is, I heard, a wonderful theater. And that's <clears throat> we're doing that, Yoshi, and, and that is our uh, mission. We're doing that. And we're not, keep, we're not making profit here. We're, we're going. I'm, this is, uh, this is uh, Angelo's goodwill thing. I'm, I'm, it's all good intentions. Well, Angel, uh, Angel th thanks for doing it. And um, I mean, you, it just seems like you have so much momentum now, you know, with your personal life and professional life. And, you know, people, I've never heard anyone say terrible things about you. And, uh, you know, it's just nice. only thing I don't like was when you and Russell Peters' brother, Clayton, he's a big guy too, sandwich me <laughs> between you two guys, hurt my back. Holy shit. I remember that we felt bad. We said, shit, man. <laughs> Clayton's, a three, Clayton's 350 plus. I'm 350 plus. We sandwiched you. It was like a, it was like an Indian, Greek, Korean, Japanese sandwich. sandwich. We just we just crunched you, and you're like, what the hell, man? So you know. But man, con congratulations! Thanks, I, 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 I just like this is not just comedy special. This this is you know just uh, it's a journey. Journey. Yeah. It's a journey, and I need to go do it. And. Uh, um, you're a good friend, Yoshi, and I'm so happy to know you, and I'm so happy to be on your show. Heard good things about your podcast, and for everybody listening out there, tune in, get your friends to tune in, and uh, you're an honorable guy, and you, you're a selfless guy. You're always promoting people, yeah. and you're always helping people out, and you've even helped me out in many instances, and uh, and I'm happy to say you're my friend, and I'm, we hang out, and we sandwich you. It's, we always sandwich people we love. <laughs> You know, if you don't get sandwiched, you know, you're on the outs. We don't like you, so good well, on you, um, Yoshi. I, I'll be back uh, February, so I definitely when I get back, I want to talk and what happened. We'll and, talk uh, about yeah, it, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and I hope HBO or Showtime, whoever it is lucky enough to yeah, have you, they should do that. Yeah, there's a lot of interest in it now. We'll see who's going to bite on it, you know. And uh, and if, if this career doesn't work out, I'm opening a Hollywood Suvlaki at Ventura and Laurel Canyon. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm just going to open... 
Great souvlaki and Euro burgers. I mean, you know, whatever. I got a family. Got to feed them. At the end of the day, you just got to do what it takes. And everybody laughs at me and they go, really? I go, yeah, really? What am I going to do, man? I mean, <clears throat> I I really love what I do. I've had, you know, with You're Fred, goddamn good at it. You're good. And then at the same time, it's like, you know, making movies. We made that wonderful movie, Fred and Vinny, with Fred Stoller. And, and we did all these other things. And I've been very fortunate and happy. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to pay your bills. Sure. I, I, I'm just hoping you have a sitcom or Russell has it and he puts you on the show. Yeah, we put each other in a sitcom yeah. or something like that, man. It's like, you know. And I can't wait to that Sarukas and that Peters down the road because I, 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 I that'd be fun. It's it's going to be crazy if when they're ten, fifteen years from them when they're teenagers. That's gonna be, I, I like to see Christiana and Olivia as they get older. That'd yeah, be, Russell said the same thing and. Jim Jeffers' kid and Kira Jim and Kira Sultanovich, yeah, all, all kids now in the neighborhood. You know, they're they're going to be on some talk show. You know, fucked up children of comedians. <laughs> I think I think I think I think comedians are different. I think comedians tend to be more self aware than actors, right? And in uh, reality stars, so I think I think um, you know maybe Russell may maybe you guys might spoil your beautiful daughters a little bit, but I think I think uh, I think they're going to grow up very stable and happy kids. I re I really do. Um, you, uh, just can't wait. Uh, what's going to happen to them? Uh, it's going to be interesting, Yoshi. It's been an interesting life so far. Let's see. I said to Russell, he goes, what happens when guys come to pick up our daughters? But I think he's, yeah, we'll be too old then. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and well, he's right. Angel, thanks for doing it. Uh, thanks, congratulations. Yoshi. And your, your wife, Alina, is wonderful. And your daughter, Olivia, boy, uh, I can't be more happy for you. Thanks, okay. buddy. It was a pleasure, buddy. Always good to talk to you. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Okay.